0: From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged. (music) Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged roundtable discussion for December 1st, 2010. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Walter Eccles, Kathy Worling, Teresa Eccles. Kevin Close and John Magi back in the peanut gallery, our good friends, Jen and Brian Selke, along with Max, the intern. Uh, Corey and Julie drove through the night from Louisiana last night uh, after the holidays and were just too tired to join us. So they will be here next week unless they decide to drive somewhere else through the night. I don't know. In this week's show, did Special Correspondent Dave Parfitt. Talks with Warren Spector, the creator of the new Epic Mickey video game, which I should mention is due to arrive here at my house any moment now. <laughs> I will stop the show and go play it and make these guys wow. sit and wait. Uh, we also continue our discussion this week about uh, holidays at Walt Disney World. We'll take a look at what's happening at some of the Disney resorts. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, do we have anything for housekeeping? <laughs> yes. I do. Oh, I do. oh, Lord.
1: <laughs> you can go first. Laverne and
2: Shirley do.
0: I'm telling you.
2: <laughs> shlamazel, shlamazel. Um, we got a lovely package.
0: Shlamazel, How could <laughs> you miss that? Oh, I'm
2: sorry. It's Christmas time.
0: Oh, that, that makes sense.
2: <laughs> Give me that mistake. From Melissa Marcheson. Is that hey, sir, last name? We got a package of lovely uh caricature she did of the podcast team
3: she
0: had done these once before and she sent us an updated one and these are just it's fabulous. Awesome. Oh. Melissa
3: also did a thing when we were selling the T-shirts for Give Kids the World. Mm-hmm. She made little logos for everybody that if you bought a Diz Unplugged T-shirt, she allowed you to put that in your signature. She had a little male and a Isn't little female, cool. and she changed the color of their hair for people. So, Melissa's been a cool good friend. Cool letter. It
2: says, I so much wanted to hand you this present in person on the cruise, but I figured that you would have so much luggage that this present would be in an added burden. So, mailing it was the best option. I hope you don't mind an updated version of the original picture I felt bad that Teresa and Kathy weren't included in the last picture. That's what
4: I liked about it.
1: <laughs>
2: Son, oh, Merry Christmas to you! So much has happened in the oh, past. It's all two about years. Christmas for It her. is. <laughs> Ha-ha, yeah. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle. Oh, did you love that song? I got it stuck in my head. Okay, anyway. Um <laughs> I also want wow. to you for putting this cruise together party us. of one. I know. It's mm-hmm. really
3: short attention span But this picture
2: is amazing. It's all of us at the table. Very I mean, cute. let's focus on me. I've got my Dr. Pepper, my tissues. There's chocolate in front of me. There's so much detail in there this is.
3: picture. There is.
0: detail, I mean, the, the creativity that goes mm-hmm. into this, Melissa, really, I, I got to tell you, it blows me away.
3: It really is all about Teresa.
2: And look, my kids are in the background. There's Stella back there drawing a little mm-hmm. No, now, and I, and I, I, here, I money just, money. I
0: just want to share, I just want to share that the, the last one that Melissa had done for us, uh, I actually brought with me when I went out to rehab out in Minnesota back in September of two
4: thousand
0: two mm. thousand and eight, 2008. And, uh, uh, just because it, it, it reminded me of all you guys and it just was like a connection to this when I was in that, you know, strange, weird place. And, uh. Uh, it meant the world to me. It really did. It, and that, that really kind of brightened up my little, yeah. my little corner of my room that I, that I, that I was in. Hmm. The and, detail uh, on this. It's amazing. Is, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, she's got
2: Max serving drinks in the background. She's I got, got real pictures intern. on the
0: wall, though. That's, yeah. that's amazing. She Come does here. a Just brilliant, brilliant job. All the Disneyland Disney
2: correspondence and a little chorus line yeah. in the background. Nancy
0: Johnson wearing a, a T-shirt. I am not a stalker. There's <laughs> <laughs> Max the
5: dog on the floor
2: ferris and finley melissa it's
0: easy to write that she's not a stalker but you have to experience her chasing (laughs) your bus through california (laughs) in order to really appreciate you know that maybe she is i love you nance
2: this is cool thank you melissa thank you melissa thank you so much for that melissa
0: we're gonna try and get a uh, uh try and get it up on the on the site somehow i'm not sure maybe melissa has a digital version of that we can post somewhere so people can see. I really would like people to oh, see yeah. this. yeah,
3: you the really work. have to spend some time with it too. To yeah, out. it's mm-hmm. the, de-
0: the the amount of detail that's in there. It's is like just... an i
2: spy picture, you know. I it spy, is. Oh my gosh! Like it it's is. Just, if I drift off during the show, you know, I'm sitting here looking at this picture. <laughs> well, I, I
0: never okay. what's drift your off.
2: Don't
3: even go there. <laughs> oh just please! In in the oh please! When you are sitting back
0: it. there, half comatose.
2: Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> I I do think I don't watch.
2: I'm studying my iPad and all the games that are on. Okay. Kathy, did you have a wrap Yes I did.
1: <laughs> Just wanted to say that Dave and Leo Zanola are gonna have a little bit of extra housekeeping come the end of June. They're expecting. <gasps> are so, they? You're
4: kidding. Oh, yes.
1: crap. So oh, my Dave gosh. and Leo? Dave and oh, Leo? Dave and Leo, <laughs>
3: <laughs> What did you say, Dave Leo? <laughs> Dave and Leah. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Wow.
4: wow. Wonderful Was not you. expecting that, no.
1: And Jacob wanted to name the baby thank you.
0: <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. How do you know this
1: before we do?
2: What's the deal? Evidently, they're
0: tight. We're not.
1: Dang,
2: David. I have little fairies. I see how you are, David. Did, Did she look by? at us?
4: <laughs> oh, she said little.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have my spies. Wow.
0: <laughs> Definitely you have your peeps, too.
2: hmm How cool. Congratulations.
0: Congratulations. That's great news. Congratulations. That's great. Hope she gets a little girl this time. Of course, uh, for those who don't know, Leah Zanola is uh, senior editor on the Diz. She's responsible for monitoring all the content that goes up on the site. Oh, does mean heart.
4: I get paid for maternity leave?
0: Oh, listen to you. <laughs> really. Oh,
4: my God.
0: Yes, you do have to pay for maternity leave. Oh, my hmm.
4: gosh. I can't believe it. Oh and just
0: because you're being better, I'm going to give her extra maternity leave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Congratulations. That it's wonderful news. John. Um, what I'm else I'm do crying. we have?
2: Evil t- no, I'm not crying. You've got tissues. Right? I got my tissue. I was crying
1: earlier. I'm, I'm good now.
2: I'm Picture.
0: good.
1: Oh, she did say she wanted to make the announcement now so that people didn't think she was fat on the cruise. Yeah, God, can I, can I pull the announcement out? Yeah, really. Can I get away what with can that? we tell people now? Me and Leo. i I'm and still baby. trying to lose the
5: baby fat I'm retaining ago. water.
3: Lots of water.
0: I'm retaining a lake.
3: Speaking of lakes... We talk about alligators all the time in Florida. We were just driving here and driving along I-4, and the little pond, it's not a lake, it's a retention pond, right next to Millennium Mall, has probably a six-foot alligator in it. We oh,
2: just
1: really? It. I missed that. Oh, my that. God.
3: Wow.
0: Really?
1: I've yet mm-hmm. to
2: see an alligator in two and Are a half years here. No. Really? Even walking down that if bike trail. If they don't trail. come into my backyard and I can't glance to the right out the window, baby, I don't going to say it, I guess. I'll take you out
3: alligator spawning. I'm this was way. You could see it, it was the classic, the eyes, and then the long back. It was definitely an, a six-foot alligator. I, nope. I i could be wrong. It could be five and a half feet if you find it and what, measure it. <laughs> but don't you know there are no
0: alligators in Florida? No.
1: Right.
3: Until one bites your butt. Dang. Exactly.
0: Um, now, uh, also, I want to mention that uh, we announced a few weeks ago that uh, we are doing the Uh, Adventures by Disney, London, Paris, Disneyland, Paris trip. This is a special trip that was created specifically for us. This is not a trip you can get anywhere else. We have exactly nine slots open, uh, left open on this trip. We are going to be opening that up uh, Thursday morning uh, for uh, Thursday morning Eastern time. uh, For anyone else who'd like to join, join our our little group. But uh, this is an exclusive departure. Just for us, no other way to do this trip, coming with us. Uh, Kevin, do you have the pricing?
3: I do, but it's it works out to be, for a couple, it works out to be about twelve and a half.
0: 12500
3: Yep. Please don't hold me to that. I don't wow. have the exact pricing right off the top of my head. I know for a single, with a single supplement, it's $8,499. Wow. That does not include airfare. It does not include tips for your gratuities. I don't want anybody to go into this and, you know plots because they found out the price this is not an inexpensive vacation no it's however not. the things that we're doing and the places we're going and the things that have been added to it it's a kind of a amazing once-in-a-lifetime opportunity it
0: really is and it's uh, nine days eight nights in uh london start starts out in london goes to uh, paris and then on to disneyland paris for three days two nights and uh, we do a lot of things in Disneyland Paris that are really cool. We have, uh, I, I mean, to say, to, to say we're looking forward to this is the understatement of the year. But uh, we have nine slots open on this trip if you're interested in joining us.
3: I'd also like to say that we have a truly amazing group of travelers already signed up. This is going to be a fun trip. Oh, yeah. We, um, this is a very, very nice group of people who have agreed to join us. So we're looking forward to it.
0: So we've got that. Of course, we have uh, uh, Podcast Cruise 3.0. Correct. is uh, <laughs> we got, it's, 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 it's booking a lot better than I thought it was going to book. It is. It's
4: booking faster than I thought as well. Uh, June twenty fourth 2012, it's going to be a five-night sailing on the Disney Dream. Um, we have some group pricing up. We've held some group space. For those of you not going on Podcast Cruise 2.0 and you want to join us on 3.0, you can book it now through our website, I have a feeling what we're going to do is we're going to f- sell a group space we have, rebook whoever wants to rebook on the ship, and then that's going to be that's it. That's going to be it, yeah. For this sale.
0: Yeah, I don't imagine, I, I honestly don't envision Podcast Cruise 3.0 being available for sale uh, in January. Um, uh, I, I know some people are wanting me to not limit the size. Uh, it's something I feel strongly about, though. Um, i, I got to be honest. Uh <laughs> the, the, the and i've said it before it, i i love the fact that we have 600 dizzers going on a cruise with us next week i really do from an ego standpoint boy that just pumps me up but it is difficult it was difficult enough for us to get face time with the 250 that were on the last one uh 600 it's going to be impossible and it really is frustrating it's really frustrating for me personally uh, the logistics of putting together that many people on a ship that doesn't have a venue large enough to hold all of them in one place, with the exception of the Walt Disney Theater, um, it just it it creates it creates a lot more problems. We can put on a better event with fewer people, and that's what we're going
4: for. It also limited the first podcast cruise. We were able to do palo for everybody. Yeah, we couldn't do it this cruise because the logistics. So it, it's going to allow us to do more fun stuff. Right. That we want to do. Exactly. So. Do you know something? You want to hear something? We are the largest group booked through Disney Cruise Line except the DVC member cruise. Wow. Really? Yep. I got that information the other day. I said, are we the largest group ever you've ever had? And they said, no, it's uh, the DVC member cruise is bigger, but you're certainly the next one down on the list. The first non-Disney group.
0: Which, you know, again, from an ego standpoint that, you know, that definitely gets a chill running down my leg. But uh, okay. from a standpoint, you know, after doing the adventures by Disney trips and and uh, Jen and Brian are joining us in February on one of our backstage magic trips, you'll, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about when you have that small group and it's much more intimate and it, you get more time with people and you get to interact. It's that's why I love knowing them, because it really gives me an opportunity to We've get We've been together. watching
3: a show from the UK. The. Um. I've lost his name. The Graham Norton Show. The Graham Norton Show. And the only reason I bring this up is he'll, every once in a while, he'll mention the fact that his studio audience is 600 people. There are 600 people here in the audience, and then they pan to the audience, and it kind of like takes
4: your breath away for a he second. He does something very different. He'll do, they'll do camera shots from behind him towards the audience, so you can see what this audience so looks like. So you can see what 600 people looks like in a group. It's a little <laughs> scary. It's a little daunting. Oh, wow.
0: It is. It is. Um, now another thing I wanted to bring up because this was brought up on the boards by our our good friend, Jeff Albs. Um, hi Jeff. Uh, was a question as to whether or not we were going to be doing anything next December, uh, along the lines of Dizapalooza, like we did last year. The answer to that is most certainly yes, we are. We don't have any details. We're trying to get through the podcast crews first. Um, but uh, yes, we are going to be doing a party next year in December, uh, like we have done uh, previously with
4: let's, our. Let's l- just say that I hope that by the time we record on the ship, I will be able to announce details. Mm-hmm. That's my wow. goal. oh um, okay,
0: but don't hold him to that because it may not happen.
3: My goal is to keep John out of the bell tower with a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, so I just wanted to get that out there. Yes, there will be a December event next year. Um, there will always be a December event. Uh, some years it will be
4: cruise a
0: cruise. Some years it won't. But there will always be a December event. And
2: uh, always, always till the end of time. Till the
0: end of time, <laughs> there will actually be an extra little December event next year. But I'll talk about that later. Wow. Oh. But you know, it's. A more private group. Walter and I are getting married next December.
4: Wow!
3: They thought you were going to square dance, doing <laughs> these rockets. I meant to,
0: and then we started talking about the fax machine, and it slipped my mind.
3: Excuse
1: me, <laughs> Kathy. knew Walter? Didn't you put it up on Facebook? You along those lines? I you have said peeps. you were going to do something next December, and I my peeps told me.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I made. You're may. a bitter
4: woman, you know. Teresa. Yeah, I
1: think you had something up, and I maybe I just
0: next december yes walter and i will be I want to be a bridesmaid exchanging vows
4: That's wonderful Can Say i be flower
1: girl
0: <laughs> So but that's not going to be done like that's not a podcast event
2: Oh max can carry the little If brain you put through the- dreams on them in a It
4: can be It can be like party attendance As a bonus gift you can
2: Oh, how fun! I
4: don't to wedding one way
2: or another. I don't the tissue. Pass me another tissue. It's coming on now. Oh, Here's Lord.
0: the you can just keep-
2: <laughs> That's so sweet.
0: I wanted to time it for my birthday next year, but my birthday falls on a Tuesday next year, so that's hmm. kind of awkward. So
2: Tuesday wedding.
3: Are you guys gonna rent the little coach from the Grand Floridian with the ponies to no. pull you around?
0: No, we no. will not be. This is going to be honestly. I want. <laughs> I want something. I want something intimate, simple.
2: What's your colors? Probably do something here. Have you picked here. out your colors yet? Probably
0: do something here at the house.
3: Pomegranate and pews. Calm, Calm down.
1: <laughs> did you see Sex in the City, too?
3: Oh, God. No. The
1: couple, the couple that got married in the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Liza Minnelli performed. Yeah. Oh, my
4: God.
0: I will not have lies at my wedding. I would love to have lies at my wedding. That was a cool I don't think I could swing then. that. Mm-hmm. But. So, all right. What else do we have for housekeeping? Anything?
4: <laughs> That's
0: it. We haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so we had-
3: Jen, you thought this was going to be somber when we were talking before. <laughs> do you think it's still
4: that way? Why don't you think it's going to be somber? Are it's you, a long story. Are you just keeping for the wedding thing no. in? hmm
2: Okay. Well, you said, then you said, I don't know if you wanted to cut out or, okay. No, no. Cool.
0: I can stay in. I'm not, you know, it's not, a, <laughs> I'm not making a secret out of it. I'm not inviting everybody, but <laughs> I'll be, well, I don't know, but Teresa, we'll see.
2: I want to be a bridesmaid.
0: Well, there won't be a bride, so you can't be a bridesmaid
2: okay, here. A
3: we're, not,
0: we're, not doing a, we're not doing a mock heterosexual wedding here.
3: If you do have attendance, I'd like to pick out Teresa's dress. <laughs> <laughs> I see something in peach with big sleeves.
2: Big puffy sleeves. And a, bow and a big bow in her hair. <laughs> yep. No, a big picture. Something she could wear again later.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, that'll do it for housekeeping. We're going to move on to the news. I
4: wasn't ready. All right. Our first news story is actually a rumor. There's a rumor of a new continent at Disney's Animal Kingdom. According to West.com, the Disney blog is reporting that a new continent is planned for Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. The blog says workers have already started clearing land on an area that will eventually represent Australia. This is
0: what I heard. Yeah, hmm. wow.
4: The area being cleared is over by Rafiki's Planet Watch slash Conservation Station and the Wildlife Express Railroad. Rumors also suggest the removal of the Wildlife Express Railroad, which will be the new location for the Festival of the Lion King show. They're sort of retheming it and putting it into more towards or near Africa. Attractions in the new area could include a Great Barrier Reef exhibit, a Killer Whale and or Dolphin show, and a marsupial exhibit.
0: Wow. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> that would be nice. It would be cool. I, yeah, I, I would love it. Yeah. I would love it.
3: We don't need another killer whale exhibit. Just my opinion.
4: Is the whole whale dolphin thing is that a big Australian thing? That I, kind I of took me so. I didn't yeah, it, I, it
0: did, I didn't get that impression when I was down there but no. you know we spent I mean, 3 weeks in the country so we don't know yeah, that exactly. You seem more experts. you like in
4: Alaska,
3: right? Then
0: Alaska, Alaska in the think.
3: Pacific Northwest. They, yeah, they'd right. have to
2: have something with the reef and the water though. I mean, yeah, but I don't yeah, think whales big are
0: big. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've got We've got some Australian friends in town. I'll ask them, but
4: well, kangaroos. I, not that
0: I know of. No, I'm sure
4: there's a lot they can do. It just surprised me that they said whales and dolphins. Yeah, yeah, a,
0: that, that is surprising. You
4: know, you figure they can do the whole outback, you know, indigenous. Yeah, because thing. they also go with
3: uh, the animal kingdoms. That whole natural habitat kind of thing, recreating right. their natural habitat. There's just no way you can recreate the Great Barrier Reef. It's still going to be a big concrete concrete pool.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I you know it was funny because on our Adventures by Disney trip last year to Australia, uh, we had gone to uh, what's it? Oh, I can't remember the name of the zoo in Sydney, um, Taronga. Was it Taronga Zoo or something? Something. It's like a that. big, big zoo in Sydney, gorgeous zoo. And you saw so much in this zoo that I've never seen before. So many animals, so many different types of animals. So I think the opportunity to really bring something unique to the states from that part of the world is tremendous. And, you know, look, I think the, the jury's back in on whether or not, you know, Disney's taking good care of animals uh, at Animal Kingdom. You know, they, they seem to really have their stuff together. Um, I, I imagine it would be challenging bringing some of these animals into this environment. Uh, but I, I don't imagine Disney would do it unless they were sure they could do it well, so...
3: It is the Taronga Zoo in Sydney. The Australia.
0: Taronga Zoo. Okay, I googled for you. <laughs> yeah, God forbid. I mean, I've got computers and iPads sitting in front of me.
2: How expensive a project, though? Wow, that's going to be. But
0: they need, you know, they, they, this is part of what I'm glad to see that Disney is still doing some of these big ticket projects in spite of the economy. That was one of my fears.
3: It's also
4: nice to see them. Plus. Animal Kingdom. I was just going to yeah. say, hopefully now this will make Animal Kingdom a full day park. Mm-hmm. This will now make Animal Kingdom the attract the the destination it should have been from the beginning. Um, there's always the rumors of the Beastly Kingdom. Now that's what Camp Minnie Mickey might turn into. That sort of fantasy uh, animal portion of mm-hmm. the park that was on the original blueprint. So. We might see animal kingdom come to fruition of what it was That's spent. where they start gluing horns on ponies, right, exactly.
0: I was just <laughs> going to say the same thing,
4: yes, <laughs> and so I have no problem with that <laughs> you start stapling stuff to animals to entertain me I'm okay with it.
3: I just want you to know that John Stewart stole your joke. He said his Thanksgiving this year was better because it would the the animals were endangered <laughs> and condor. I thought john's been doing that for a while, but he now. also
0: said something to the effect of. Uh, you know, uh, I like to do uh, Thanksgiving in the spirit in which it was intended, invite all my neighbors over for dinner, uh, feed them a huge feast, then kill them and take their land. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, my. All right. So our next news story, big changes announced at Disney's Pleasure Island. Walt Disney World unveiled plans last week for major changes to Pleasure Island. The entire area will be gutted over the next three years. Overhauled from top to bottom and renamed Hyperion Wharf. Hyperion is the name for the Greek god of light and is also the name of the street on which Walt Disney built his first animation studio. Disney's publishing company is Hyperion Publishing. Correct. Uh, Disney designer Alex Wright is quoted as saying We're going to be embedding some really great references to the animation that came out of that studio and the backstory of our company and use those in ways that add the depth we know our guests enjoy finding in our venues and experiences. Those experiences will include more shopping and eating space in line with recent additions at Disney's West Side. Familiar nightclubs like the Sound Stage Club and Adventures Club will disappear and make way for new retail and live music entertainment. Uh, this will be a tremendous boom to the local economy creating 1,200 total jobs, including 600 construction jobs. Hyperion Wharf is expected to be cl- completed by 2013.
1: Did you see in the theater, too, they're going to have a, one of the theaters you can dine and watch the movie at the same time?
4: Right, it's going to be... Uh, a- Exactly.
3: Dining, exactly. dining, whatever they call we it. We had a there's a little theater up in Winter Park that does that. The Anzian yeah, Theater. Uh, that's what I was thinking.
4: And it's um, the most annoying uh, place you ever want to be. Oh, really? It really really? Is annoying. Yeah. You're trying, to, trying to watch a movie and there's someone walking in front of you with food. Um, Do you want wine with that? And there's the tinkling of the glasses. <laughs> I didn't the, think oh. of that. I think it sounds
2: exciting, and the pictures look wonderful. Mm-hmm. It does look wonderful. It the really way that's it's going to transform at night and be all sparkly.
3: I understand that uh, no, the adventurous sparkly. <laughs> the adventurers club people are still all for toots that it's gone. Really, it's over. Ooh. Get over it. It's not coming back. Um, but I think this sounds great. I think it sounds like a good thing. It sounds to me like what Disneyland's downtown Disney reminds well, me. of. It
0: just why is it taking so long? I mean they they've shut those they shut those clubs down a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Why
1: see I like is the- it
0: why is it still like this? The land that time forgot apparently i'm I mean, trying to
1: give them the benefit of the doubt and figure that they took the time to maybe do it right this time let's hope that okay. i think what happened
0: was well it was- i didn't think i'm sorry i don't think they did it wrong last time i think right. they did it right considering what the market was and what people wanted you know because i look i can remember back in the early 90s pleasure island hopped every night right it was popular it was big there was always crowds uh and it wasn't until, I, I, I'm going to say, you know, the last maybe three or four years of its life, maybe a little bit longer, uh, did it really start to get sad. Right. So I don't know that they did it wrong. I just am surprised they shut it all down. Without having a plan as to what they were going to do.
4: Yeah, that does seem strange.
0: Um, That just is what seemed odd to me.
4: I think they had a plan. I think their plan was to do what they started out to do, which is replace the venues one at a time, like they did with uh, Paradiso 37. And then someone came along and said, listen, no, we need to do a full revamp. Let's
3: take that hill out, that man-made hill, too. (laughs) There's no reason that you have to schlep up the hill and then climb downstairs to get down the other side. Level it. Make it flat.
0: They're okay. the hills in wow. Florida. Well, wow. it's always been a... Bitter party a, of one. Well,
3: it's a pain in the butt, and it's a pain in the butt to anybody who has a disability.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm. It's also that, really hard to shop in those stores by the way their doors are set up and the right. entrances are set up. It's just ridiculous. It's just,
3: it's so. unnecessary is what it is. It was all man-made. But Pleasure Island kind of died when they started tinkering with it. It also started attracting... A, a less family-friendly atmosphere. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it was getting ugly. Mm. It was getting ugly.
3: I also think it became too much of a police presence.
0: Well, they had to have a lot more police there because there was more more problems, uh, and uh, you know, you started seeing more gang activity uh, in that area.
3: They tried to appeal to a younger, supposedly in air quote, hipper group that's not what and they people. got It's not, mm-hmm. and what happened was they it's got thugs. Also not the most affluent group and it was a
4: lot of people who weren't spending a lot of money
0: well and they just they they attracted a lot of thugs
4: right and it was counterintuitive to the disney family idea of, right. right now you have a family place to come at night to 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 uh bring everybody and it just deteriorated from that our final news story is i know i usually do disney theme park news but i'm going to do something different i'm going to do some disney movie news the Walt Disney Company has said that Gore Verbinski will direct *The Lone Ranger*, set for release in May 2011. It said that Johnny Depp will be performing the character. Okay. Of Tonto. He,
0: okay, he oh, needs to go Santos. work with. He needs to go work with somebody else.
4: <laughs> I think it's yeah. brilliant. Put Johnny Depp in everything if you want to make money. Well, it's obvious. Who's the Lone Ranger? Uh, the Lone Ranger hasn't been cast yet. Angelina but, Jolie. But <laughs> Tonto was originally going to be George Clooney. Oh,
1: I'd go see that. Yeah, I'd go for that
4: one. The first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies were also directed by Gore. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer produced the Pirates movies, will also be producing The Lone Ranger. Uh, And along the same lines, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides is due out May 20th, 2011
0: yeah well let's hope it's a lot better than the last one was because really and truly the first one was fabulous the second one was passable the third one was just bad
4: the third one was story-wise not great however there were special effects in that there was that fight in the cyclone but it makes no sense was incredible that fight scene was one of our listeners paul
3: from new york sent us a quote and I apologize. I didn't bring it with me. He was sent it to our podcast email and he talked, it was a quote from Johnny Depp and he was talking, he's doing an interview in the new vanity fair magazine. And he tells about how, um, when he started making the original pirates of the Caribbean, the Disney executives were not at all happy with, uh, his portrayal Mm -hmm. and they never actually came out and asked him until finally one, one female Disney executive said to him is Jack Sparrow gay and his response To her was all of the characters I play Are gay and he turned and walked
4: away And she said the quote says she Just stood there looking bewildered and worried <laughs> I've watched I saw Alice in Wonderland For the first time and I have to tell you he Is incredible I mean he is the actor Isn't of our that generation. great isn't that great I didn't see it
1: You haven't seen
0: it
4: I haven't seen it
1: I watched about 10 minutes and couldn't take any Anymore really? really really I
4: didn't like it. It's very dark it's very dark. Maybe that's what I did. He is unbelievable. I him. have yeah. some other
3: news for you. I haven't seen Toy Story three yet either. Well, I have, you have just to watch have, that. Have
0: uh, have have tissues because mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm telling you, it wasn't a dab your eye dry movie for me. It was full on hysterics. I
2: was wailing at the mm-hmm. end. Wailing, wailing. Yep. That
3: sounds like fun.
0: <laughs> Phenomenal film. See, but that, you know, you want to talk about a group that can do a trilogy of movies. And not compromise the story. Uh, Why is it that Pixar can do that and Disney couldn't do it with Pirates? Um, You know, it's. As far as I'm concerned, Pixar should just be handed anything Disney wants to do in film. I'm hearing
3: really good things about Tangled. I haven't seen it yet.
0: I haven't seen it yet. The reviews have been kind of mixed. But, you know. I'm I'm interested to see it.
3: I've heard part of the soundtrack. The songs are pretty good. And they've got a great Broadway actress to play the evil mother, Donna Murphy. It's
4: always good. Mm. That'll do it for the news.
0: All right. We're going to move on to rapid fire. I'm
2: ready over here.
0: (laughs) Okay.
3: She's got her little Sharpie note already over here. Ahead.
4: She's raising her hand. She's all over the, the back. She got it all from right. her peeps.
0: All right.
2: Yeah, my, ahead. Peep, my peeps gave this to me.
0: Read. Okay, do okay, your okay, rapid okay. fire.
2: New Year's Eve at Disney's Hollywood <laughs> Studios with Mulch, Sweat, and Shears. They're going to play four sets, and then there's going to be the fireworks show. Where'd you get that? They're from the s- lady behind me. <laughs> 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 are they going to set Jen. them on fire? I hope so, because they are awesome. They're they just, are. They're oh really good. Oh, my gosh. Walter, have you seen him? No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
4: To not miss.
2: Mm-hmm. You can follow them on Facebook. I'm on their little Facebook. I he told
4: Walter, like, it would intrigue him because it was gardening and music. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we saw them um, this summer at Hollywood Studios, and it was just um, the crowd. You can't sit still. I mean, old people were dancing. Young people were dancing. I mean, it's just people were hanging from the trees. Seriously, some little kids were hanging from the trees and just singing along. And they're good. The musicians are really good, too. They Can are. I go on, Kevin? You want me? What else do you need no, to know No, you can't.
0: It? Thank you. <laughs> Kathy, what do you have?
1: <laughs> SeaWorld's uh, Christmas celebration starts this Friday. Um, it's nightly Friday through Sunday from November the 26th to December the 12th, and then every night starting on December the 17th through January 2nd. And the best thing about their Christmas party is it's included with your admission. So if you get a chance and want to do something a little bit different, go over to SeaWorld. I'll be there
4: Friday night. It's like a personal appearance. Yeah, yeah really. I'm
1: here
0: <laughs> now. Don't forget to, I'm here all week. Tip your waitresses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Walter, what do you have? Tangled comes to the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique. The Disney Tangled package will be available through December, 33rd. December 33rd? 31st. 31st. <laughs> That's my favorite day. It's my brother's birthday. S- it was December 31st. I think I'm going to do that again, Pete. Um, take oh, it stays in. <laughs> it stays in.
2: I like that. It's like striping. help your,
0: nep- your, your uncle out here. Take that out. Anyway, uh, it'll be available through December 31st at the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland Park locations. Do we know what they're doing? Yes, yeah, little
3: girls are going to trip over that That's hay. what I'm saying. They're I- going to all over that hay. Be?
0: I wonder how guess it I
2: know the... I don't know how Disney will do it. The wigs that you can buy, like in Target, and stuff are, are fairly long. I mean, and they're going to attach a little
4: Ken doll to the bottom of it.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a good addition. I think mm-hmm. they're
4: going to put in six hundred dollars worth of extensions. Burn those little girls' scalps. It'll,
2: I think it's going to be like the uh, Hannah Montana. You know, they had that little wig yeah. going, and it was long, and I, they probably just took those old bits and ripped them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I think it's fine. It's, Here, it's a good way to draw, look, man. Here's
3: your poll. You've been bibbidi-bobbidi-hoteped.
2: <laughs> but you know what? They don't do all of the princesses, so I'm interested why they... I mean, I realize it's a new movie, yeah. but you don't. You can't go in and get Pocahontas, or you can't go in and get Mulan, which I think is odd. You should be able to... They're cashing in on the... Yeah, the movie.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thank That's you, surprising. Walter. John, what do you have?
4: I don't have one. Oh.
2: Man, week after oh, week, I, you all... And you know what? I thought... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a little talky today. I don't know yeah, why. You,
0: you, I don't know either. I almost wasn't. That's why I'm, I'm, one, I, 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 thought, I, I, I want to start feeding you Ritalin like their Pez. Could,
2: I was. I thought I could get away with not doing one. John does it all the time, but then I thought, okay. Pez. I have. Oh. <laughs> have you seen the new
0: Pez? A, a slight different in the pay grade. I know. I
2: know. That's why. I, have I you seen the new
3: Pez one. sets? She, you mentioned a Pez dispenser. You did? With them, Ritalin in it, we saw them the other day. It's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, actually, beautiful. in one whole set. Oh, it's really really kind of cute. It's not it's twenty bucks. They had them at Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh wow, oh, that's cute. And you can use your twenty percent off coupon.
2: Max needs that for his Pez collection. <laughs> his
4: princess Pez
0: collection. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what goes on in your house?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Poor Max. Max, you're deeper than I thought. Or um,
0: <laughs> <We're> gayer. <laughs> Girl Pants and Princess Pez Dispensers. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I went to see the island or the Spice and Tea Exchange. I think Kathy talked about it recently. That's my rapid fire. It's, I assumed it was going to be a store. It's not. It's actually two walls in a corner of Chef Mickey's Gourmet Pantry, which adjoins Earl of Sandwich. And I have to tell you, it's a dangerous little spot. Mm-hmm. Is it really? Oh, yeah. What, I came out dropping so 100 bucks. What Tasty have they teas there? What? They have uh, different flavors of salt, flavors oh. of sugars, oh. and different kinds of tea. Uh, you can also wow.
4: everything's open. You can open everything and smell it. I was just saying I want to encourage people, if someone doesn't tell you this, make sure you go when you open the jars and smell mm-hmm. them. At first we were looking at them thinking, what do you do? How do you know
3: right, and you like it, we found cast members extremely knowledgeable and extremely helpful. We bought
0: And these are loose teas. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, hmm Yes. You, you don't white buy the right? You buy them in individual little packets and each packet runs about four ninety five. They're sample packets. And what you do is you buy them, and then there is a website where you can go and order them in bulk. However, I'm told that there is a store with the same products on Park Avenue in Winter Park. Okay. So it is local for us if we'd like to go. Um, I, got, I found a tea that I just love, pear caramel. It's a green tea. <gasps> oh. Really good. I have to have some of that. We found um, there's a, several of the salts are smoked. There are several that are flavored with wine. There's a Pinot Noir salt and a Chardonnay oh, salt. Adding Add- Add- here. How expensive yeah. are the salts? Everything.
4: Every pack it's four ninety five. Actually, the most expensive salt we found we bought, which is the truffle salt. Oh, was like eight ninety five for that little packet. Nope, it was four
3: ninety five. Oh, it was a $4.95. <laughs> Really?
2: Don't you stepped
3: ahead of me too? But John found a salt. It's a black salt with dried black olives.
2: Wow, it's black olive
3: black Have you salt. Used it?
4: yeah, it's really
0: now good. are it's these for like salt for a grinder?
3: Um, they're they're
4: very small. They're it's it's so it's a fine salt. You right, right. can actually put it on. We actually had what? a. Popcorn buffet the other night, just to try popcorn. them, so we could come and tell mm. you. A couple of those oh my god! They do
3: sell a couple of different grinders. There's a couple of salt-free options, different spices in a grinder for people who are on low-sodium diets. We found a oh, grinder. I gotta go check this out.
2: Look at Walter salt salt.
3: We found a grinder <laughs> called Florida Sunshine Salt. It's sea salt, lemon, orange, and lime zest, wow. and green peppercorns. It is amazing. However, the piece de resistance that we found was something called black truffle salt. This is absolutely incredible. Uh, between John and my mother, I think they're eating it with a spoon. Well, <laughs> yes. I just I,
0: I wonder how you would incorporate this into recipes. This is what, I was, what I'm wondering through my most head. Of,
3: there's little labels on everything that give you ideas, not, not recipes per se, but most of them refer to them as finishing salts. Where you wouldn't cook with it, you would flavor it at the end. At the end, okay. Like a truffle salt—that's good for savory. Yeah. So if you want to do something that's really like steaks and we didn't potatoes. buy any of the flavored sugars. I'm diabetic, and John uses sweet and low. So, but they did have several different flavors of sugar. I I'll sw- go into a
0: coma for the right sugar. Mm-hmm. I found I
3: opened all of them and smelled them. The one that appealed to me most was something called tangerine sugar, and I have to tell you, it, mm. it tasted like you could eat it with a spoon. It was that good. Wow. Now, these salts, uh, you, I'm, I think you could put them in a salt shaker. They seem to be that fine, but they also sell a couple varieties of little salt cellars, little pots with covers on them with oh. tiny
2: spoons. Oh, they're so elegant.
3: Oh. It's That's what we have ours in. Um, they have a couple different styles. I found this place pretty
4: dangerous. Now,
2: Kevin, mm-hmm. you said it's on two walls within the store that's been there. What's missing in the store now? Did they take things out? Just it,
4: more of the same. Yeah, like yeah the potholders, they've and just kind of and stuff. Okay, it's, they, it's on the same wall where the magnets are. Do you know where the magnets mm-hmm. are? Okay, it's on that same wall. If you were, corner. if
3: it, just to give you an you're idea, you're gonna make me
0: drive down there. The wall. It's worth the
3: drive. Directly across from the Christmas tree store, mm-hmm. it's on that wall and the wall that faces the
4: carousel. It's in that corner. Okay. Okay. Um, I have a hint. You can use your um, annual pass and get ten percent off. Ooh. Now, it,
0: I bet your mine gets twenty. Probably, does. I seem to get twenty on everything with it mine.
4: It might. I didn't have one
3: of those. The Salt um, run, salt run. <laughs> I have to tell you, we
0: had salt some, and sugar.
3: We <laughs> had some fun with the cast members. They've also opened up a little section of a, like a wine store in there. And there was a cast member who was, you know how every once in a while you get a cast member who like kind of follows you around, and you know they think you're stealing stuff. I mean, I have a bag full, or a bar, cart full of, a basket full of $100. She literally was following around and eyeing me. So on the way out after I had paid, they had little splits of champagne wrapped in really neon pink wrapper. So she was standing there watching me, and I acted real kind of dumb. And I looked at Jen, and I said, isn't it great that they have champagne for kids? She literally went, <gasps> <laughs> then we left. It was fun. It's fun to toy with a cast member every once in a while. <laughs> but it's, it, i as I said, I was in there 20 minutes and came out with $100 worth of stuff.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
3: So it's definitely, I also think for those people who have bought their Mickey t-shirts and their Mickey watches and their Mickey mugs, we always get asked, what can I bring back that's different? There this you is go. terrific, mm-hmm. and it does say spice, spice and tea exchange, uh, Lake Buena Vista, Florida, on it. So, and again, the Florida Sunshine grinder—I think it was thirteen ninety-five, but that's the grinder and the stuff included. That's great for fish, and the grinder is ch- fish, chicken, vegetables, anything wow. like that. Um, the truffle salt—this uh, truffle salt is incredible
1: on scrambled eggs.
0: It's incredible.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to go down there.
0: Yeah, I got to check this out.
1: Yeah, I, I did a blog. There's pictures. So if you want to see what the store looks like. Actually, I read your blog and said, John, get in the car. We're going to go yeah, we're going back.
0: All right, that will do it for Rapid Fire. We're going to move on to our first segment. Dave Parfit had the chance to uh, participate on a conference call with Warren Spector, who is the uh, creator, designer of the new highly anticipated video game Epic Mickey for the Wii. Um, and as I mentioned at the top of the show, I am anxiously awaiting the arrival of mine. I know some folks who had ordered it through the Disney store got it on the 29th. Uh, I will be getting mine today. We're recording this on the 30th.
4: I don't know. I don't think you're going to get it today. It's kind of late.
0: No, my he normally arrives around 4. Um, <laughs> okay. Don't even go there. I <laughs> I know. You know my, when he arrives. My trust me, my my FedEx guy and my UPS guy, like I I have to like put them on my Christmas card list. I see them so often. I mean, if I sent out Christmas cards, but uh, so uh, I'm I'm excited to see the game. It's been getting uh, fairly good reviews, uh, better than average reviews from uh, what I've been reading. But of course, I want to experience it myself. Now, uh, as I said, this is a conference call that uh, Dave did with uh, Warren Spector. Uh, s- questions were submitted. Uh, there's a moderator that's an- uh, asking Warren the questions. Uh, that's who, who you're going to hear on this. And then uh, a little later on, uh, Dave was actually able to ask some questions directly. So here is Dave's interview or Dave's conference call with Warren Spector.
6: Why don't we dive into the questions, and I'll, I'll tell you more about the game as we go.
5: Okay, great. Um, so the first question we have is about working with Disney, and um, some people are curious to you know what drew you to creating a game for them. Um, you said you've been a you know a big Disney fan for life, and you love cartoons. So does that mean that you're also a fan of the theme parks? And can you give us some background there?
6: Yeah, I, mean, I well, the the question I think sort of answered it already. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a a big animation buff. Uh, I have been you know most of my life. Uh, when I was in grad school I wrote my master's thesis on on cartoons and Disney of course if you if you're an animation buff you've got to you've got to study the Disney stuff and and the older I got the the sort of more impressed I guess I was both with the quality of, of the work that Disney did over the years and also with how how innovative and influential it was on, on all the other animation houses so the opportunity to make a game that that doesn't just honor that history but actually is built on a foundation of all that disney creative history was was pretty phenomenal as far as the theme parks go yeah i mean i i, I love the park you know, one of the one of the most magical days of my life came in in 1985 when i visited the park with some friends I, as an adult i was i was th- i turned 30 that year disneyland turned 30 that year And I was the 3,000th person through the turnstiles, and alarms were going off, and I won a prize and had one of the most magical days of my life. But I've had many magical days at Disneyland, and so the opportunity to to make a game that's sort of structured like that, that place was incredible as well, obviously, yeah.
5: Great. You think you could dive a little bit deeper into the type of research that you did to help bring the parks to life?
6: Sure. The, uh, so, the, the game is set in, in this world called Wasteland, which was, in our backstory, was created by Yen Sid, Disney backwards. Yen Sid was the sorcerer from uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice in Fantasia, and, you know, Yen Sid was, in, in, in my imagination and in the, the team's sort of collective imagination, was Walt Disney's alter ego. So out of the power of Walt's imagination through this cartoon alter ego, Yen Sid, this world for the forgotten and the rejected came into being. Walt saved so much. I mean, he often claimed that he wasn't interested in history. He was only interested in looking forward. But if you look at the Disney archives, as we had the opportunity to do, you, you quickly see that, you know, yes, the man was clearly focused on the future, but, but he had great respect and reverence for the past, and he, he saved everything. And if he couldn't bear to part with a contract or a concept sketch or a script or a contract, I mean, anything, how could he bear to, to have his, his creations forgotten forever? When audiences tire of them, so out of that idea, the power of that idea, and Walt's imagination came this world called Wasteland. So, it, it, interestingly, this is the first time I've worked on a project where I repeatedly had to tell the team, "Don't be creative." It, it, it wasn't about showing how how clever we were, you know, or how you know we could create villains or characters. It was about drawing from that history and Disney. Uh, it's astonishing when I look back on it. I mean, I just can't believe it. I have to shake my head because they just opened the archives to us. I mean, if if, if, if you know, with the animation research library or the uh, the, the Imagineering uh, archives or the, the main archives on the studio lot, it's like we had access to anything we needed. The online archives, which were huge for us. We did a lot of searching on, on some proprietary internal sites that Disney set up for, for exactly this purpose. The company unlike any other studio in hollywood just has has preserved its history and we had full access to that so like you know we got to see the uh the storyboards for the the gremlins movie that never got made and that that led to to you know the introduction of a whole cast of characters that are now in the game and there was, I mean, the, the, the guys at the IRC, they just rolled out this, this file drawer that had the, the original sketch of Disneyland done by a Disney artist with, with Walt looking over his shoulder in a weekend. And the, the, just the power of seeing that pencil sketch, the very first thing, was crazy. I mean, it's, it's amazing. So we had full access, and we took every advantage of it we could.
5: Great. And, you know, looking forward, are there any hopes that you have or, you know, plans with Disney at the moment of infusing Disney Epic Mickey into the park? Oh,
6: you know, hopes are, hopes and dreams for sure. Oh, my gosh. I mean, in 1988, I was at TSR. I mean, the, the folks who make Dungeons & Dragons, I was working up there. I was the, the manager of the game division uh, and had done a lot of design and editing work, of course. And I, I, was, I was at a point career-wise... This was, this was back in 1988, right? And I was just looking at I, I I really was feeling kind of burned out, and I needed to find something else to do. And it, I knew it was going to be one of two things. It was either going to be make video games, because I was playing them obsessively at that point, or it was going to be get a job as an Imagineer and design theme park rides, or have something to do with making theme park rides. I mean, I, those are the two things that I could see myself doing with my life. And it's, it's only... Just the fact that that Origin, the, the company I ended up working for, made me a job offer to make video games before Disney could actually. I mean, I don't know if they were going to make me an offer, but I, I made it through two rounds of phone interviews, and and uh, you know we were talking about me flying out to do some more interviewing, and you know it's only that Origin moved faster that I'm doing this today instead of making video uh, making uh, theme park attractions. But uh, to, to have Disney Epic Mickey. have any presence in the parks would be amazing to me. I mean, I still, that's still an empty box on my little checklist of life. I've, I've got to work on a theme park attraction before I, you know, shuffle off this mortal coils. I would love it. But 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 people shouldn't read any more into it than I would absolutely love it. Uh, it's not like I can go to Disney and say, hey, I'm designing a theme park ride, you know. Put it right next to the Indiana Jones. Ad- I mean, I, that's, that, that's not happening, you know. But I, I sure I would love it if that happened. Oh, my gosh. Well, Star- start the are- petitions now. Go, go, go.
5: Our fingers are crossed for you, Warren. Thanks. So just We're going to take a little bit of a dive into the characters. Starting off with the kids' audience, although they think of Mickey Mouse as a lovable, cheerful character, you know, like what they used to see on the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse you know, in the creation of the game, did you worry about changing young kids' perceptions of this character at all?
6: The point I think that I- I'd really like to make here is we didn't make a game for kids, one of the big goals for this game was to step up and try, I'm not saying we succeeded but to try and make a game that had the same kind of broad appeal that a Pixar film does or that a Disney film like Enchanted has and no one no one says that that, you know, Toy Story 3 was just for kids no one says that and no one looks at, at a movie like Up and says, oh, you know, tween girls clearly targeted there and so what we tried to do with Disney Epic Mickey was make a game that is accessible to kids and which they'll appreciate uh, in, in their way, but also has plenty to offer adults, gamers, non-gamers, Disney fans. Whether we succeeded or not, again, not for me to say. But, but it was absolutely our goal to make a game that, that was, you know, as they say up at Pixar, entertainment for everyone you know if if you're going to say that, that this game is going to change anyone's perception i'd rather have people say it's going to change everyone's perception than just kids
5: looking at how it's dedicated to, to disney's history can you give us a little background on how it provides a lesson with this history
6: uh, it's not like like uh, okay okay folks open up your textbook to page 47 kind of lesson but you know almost everything in the game was inspired by something real from disney's past so if you want to play the Where Did That Come From game, it will take you on a journey through Disney's creative history. Our skyboxes are often drawn from real Disney background paintings. The trash cans on Main Street are inspired by trash cans from Disneyland. There are some elements of the game that are that were drawn directly from films that were never made, or concept sketches for films that ended up going in a different direction, or theme park attractions that are not at the park anymore. So you're, you're kind of walking through Disney's history in what I hope is a subtle and unobtrusive an way.
5: Well, we definitely have some big Disney fans on the call, so I'm sure they were all excited to hear that. They're actually wondering a little bit more about the theme parks and attractions. I know you just mentioned that some of them aren't there anymore. Can you give us some details of what they will see in the games? <sighs>
6: yeah, I'm trying to let people discover that for themselves. Part of the joy of games is seeing what's over the next hill and around the next corner for yourself. But, you know, like the Nautilus, I, I, it, it's, uh, the Nautilus it still exists at, at, at Disneyland Paris, but it, it hasn't been a part of any of the other parks in a long time. And so uh, that's their... Uh, the Swiss family robinson treehouse has been replaced by tarzan's tree, jungle treehouse and so that you know the, when that happens poof you know the Swiss family robinson treehouse ends up in in wasteland there, there are plenty i mean mostly what i wanted was for for players to crest that next hill or around that next corner and find themselves in a place that felt familiar and yet strange
5: all right, so I'm going to open up the call now to others if you want to gather a question. Oh, let
6: chaos
0: rain. <laughs> Hello, this is David Parvitt from the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us, Warren. Oh, my pleasure. I was actually really curious if you could talk a little bit more about
6: your 30th birthday trip to <laughs> Disneyland. It was crazy. I mean, so, so like I said, here I am turning 30 the same year as Disneyland, and I'm, I'm there with, a, with some friends, a bunch of game developers. There happened to be a, uh, a, a tabletop game convention in, in town. And so we we, we said, hey, we got, we got an extra day. Let's go to the park. And we went to the park, and I go through the turnstiles. And I'm not kidding. Alarms started going off. And I'm going, oh, my God, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? And a guy in a, a white, I mean, he, was like, he was in a white like sort of janitor suit with a push broom, just like came up to me and he was going, Hey, it's Mr. Three Thousand He was talking like Goofy. It was saying to say like Goofy. <laughs> he totally sounded like Goofy. And and he was saying, It's Mr Three Thousand He was pointing at me and yelling and stuff. And he started sweeping me over to this prize redemption center where they gave me a watch. So it was like a limited not like it was a limited edition thirtieth anniversary Disney watch, which I still have. Because I I'm like Walt, I never throw anything away. Uh, as my wife will tell you to her chagrin, but I got to watch, and then I honestly I don't remember anyone ever like ushering us to the front of a line or following us around or getting people out of our way. But it was the most magical day because I swear there were there were four or five of us there, and we didn't wait for five seconds to get onto any ride. I mean, we were just walking up to stuff and and going in, and then. The, the fireworks display happened that night, and we were about to leave, and someone came up to us and said, oh, no, no, you don't have to leave. Because <laughs> apparently some company had, had you know sort of rented out the park for the night, which they do once in a while, and so the park was going to be open late for this private event. And we got to stay for that. And then, and but, okay, so, so the most magical thing of all, I took a bunch of pictures that day, and I looked, this was in the day of film, days of film, and you had to set the ASA speed on your camera and everything. And I, I, at the end of the day, I looked down at, at my camera, and I had the ASA speed set wrong, which meant that none of my pictures were going to come out. So years passed. I mean, I'm talking like 10 years passed. And I was cleaning out a closet, and I found this roll of film, had no idea what it was, but I said, hey, I'll get this developed. I got it developed, and it was the pictures from that day, the day that I was Mr. 3000 at Disneyland. And every one of those pictures came out perfectly. Wow. It was, it was Disney magic at a level that is, it, it's magical. I mean, I don't even know what else to say. It was, it, that is one of the best days of my life. I should take out those pictures, man. I should post those on my Facebook page. That's I didn't even think amazing. about that. I should, uh, yeah, I'm going to totally do that now. Anyway, so that's, that's the story of Mr. 3000 and my 30th birthday in lot. David Parfit again, I have another question. When you talked about the attractions that aren't there anymore, I wondered if I could push you a
0: little bit more. You talked about attractions in Disneyland, Magic Kingdom attractions, anything in some of the other parks like Epcot, any of those Epcot attractions, Dreamfinder or Horizons maybe?
6: Honestly, no. I, I had a couple, of, a couple of sort of, of, of rules. And uh, one of them was it's it's the core Disney parks and and mostly Disneyland honestly, so that that was one. The other was I, I wanted to put a cutoff date of 1967 on what we included and what we didn't. Now I, 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 you guys are all Disney fans, so I'm gonna I'm gonna catch myself and, and and before you get a chance to nail me on this, there are a handful of things, a bare handful of things that violated the 1967 rule because I thought trying to present the, a version of the parks without those things would, would be silly. Okay? And, and frankly, I'll leave it to you guys to figure out what they are okay, as you play, and I'll leave it to the to, to fans to figure out what they are. There are a couple of violations of the 1967 rule, but not a lot. And, and the reason the 1967 rule exists is because that was the year that Pirates of the Caribbean and Jungle Book were, were unveiled to the world. And those are the last two things that Walt himself touched. And I thought that would be a good cutoff point.
5: Before we end the call today, anything that you know, you're really excited to tell them about the games you haven't already discussed? Well, one thing that I've
6: always been proud of in, in the games I've, I've been privileged to work on and, and, and about the, the teams that I've been privileged to work with is, you know, I've always tried to embrace and the teams have always tried to embrace the idea that games can tell a really cool story that, that's as as deep and sort of sophisticated as, as the story in any medium and so I, I hope as, as people play that I don't want to think about this consciously but but I hope people see that that you know what we're doing here is is we're asking how how do you define a hero not we're not telling you what what defines a hero we're asking you what do you think defines a hero and letting you act on that and we're also asking the question how important are family and friends to you those are two related questions and and so, I hope as uh, you know, when when players get to the end of the game, as, as crazy as it sounds, I mean, it's a a platforming action adventure game with some role playing elements, and, and and this sounds really like highfalutin and everything, but I hope people come away with like maybe learning something about themselves, you know, and, and what they think defines uh, heroism, and and maybe they come away thinking a little bit more about in their real lives how they feel about family and friends and how important they are, and so. You know, I, I, it'd be cool if that happened.
5: Okay, well, this has been really helpful, Warren. Thank you so much for your time.
6: Oh, sure. This was fun.
5: Again, thank you all.
6: Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. All right, bye-bye.
4: All right. Was Dave the only person on the conference call?
0: No, he no. edited out anybody that oh, wasn't him.
4: <laughs> the other people that weren't interesting. I was just going to say, I like that. He's
0: um, an
2: enthusiastic guy. Isn't <laughs> the... I, I
0: tell you, he's oh, he uh, what, a, what, a, what a passion for Disney, and that really came through, I think. I'm, I'm so excited to play this game. Mm, I, I am too. I really want to see.
3: It's like uh, they've made a game for me. Yeah, uh, I uh, and I don't mean to exclude anyone else, but this is the stuff that interests me: the history of Disney and stuff like that. So I'm real and and the parks. So I'm really kind of excited about it.
0: I'm I, I can't I can't wait. I cannot wait for this to get here now.
3: For those of you who have heard Marty Sklar speak at our event or have heard us talk about it, the drawing he talked about um, seeing is the original Herb Bryman drawing that Walt asked him to create as Walt described to him what he was looking at. That's kind of And they did it
4: overnight because he was right, going it, to the bankers on Monday morning. That's an he,
3: iconic Yeah. Icon, it's really the, the the genesis of Disneyland.
0: It's, uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. I'm, um, I, I've been waiting a long time. The last time they came out with a game that even remotely appealed to me as a Disney fan was Kingdom Hearts for the PlayStation 2. Uh, so this, um, uh, I'm really anxious to see. Because, you know, Toy Story Mania was a disappointment.
3: Oh, it was it was awful. I ran out that day and bought it. Yeah, and it, we and played it for five minutes and thought this is dumb.
0: It was a bit of a disappointment. So I'm I'm very anxious to see how this how this uh, how this game plays out because I am just as as Kevin said as a, as a Disney fan, and I like the fact that he said he really tried to create something that was not a kids game.
1: Now, are you gonna as you play the game? look to see how accurate he was or what all
0: the details
1: that he put in it or are you going to play it for
0: a game i'm going to play it for a game first i will go back and do it again looking for things that i missed or looking for certain details but i want to you know just because i'm also a gamer so i i want to play it as a game and see how does it stack up as a game
2: What's it rated? I mean, it's for for everybody, even though it's not for. I mean, kids can play. Yeah, it's
0: it's what he tried, as he said, what he tried to do was create something that had broad appeal, like a Mm -hmm. Pixar film. You know, the Pixar films are you you get a a good appeal from uh, you know for kids and also for adults. So, uh, did he accomplish that? We'll see.
3: see. I can't even approach it without looking at the details as I go. Because the game to me is far less important than the other the stuff. The content, right? Stuff,
1: yeah. Oh, this is going to be interesting then to see it from both sides. What well, you think. only
3: because I, I, I'm not a gamer. I, I'm only interested because of the subject matter.
0: Well, you have a Wii, Teresa, right?
2: Yes, I we well, do.
0: And
3: <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
2: yes, we do.
0: Jen, do you guys have a Wii? Yeah. Did
2: Walter you it last night.
0: Walter wouldn't. Alas, no. <laughs> I offered him one, but he didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: They
3: have one now that's um, you can buy the whole bundle that comes with the specific Wii console that has the Epic Mickey logo and graphics on it.
0: See, my my Wii is actually starting to uh, starting to die.
3: <sighs> oh, um, you better get one of the new ones. Then.
0: <laughs> probably. Well, no, I, I honestly no, it's it, something's wrong with the drive. It just is. If our taking Wii is a dead, few it's times from dust.
4: Yeah, really. <laughs>
3: it's smothered. <laughs>
0: No, I still play. I still, I actually, i, I got to be honest. I'm playing my PlayStation 3 a lot more lately. Um, they've really done a lot to improve that console, and I'm really loving my PlayStation 3. So, um, But uh, I'm very anxious. We'll have a report next week on next week's show about the game, what we thought of it. So everybody, make sure you play. play.
3: Well, mine's in route. I got a notice from Amazon that it was shipped on the 29th, so mine's going to be here a couple days late
0: yeah but it'll be before next week probably it better be you're in trouble all right we're going to move on to our next segment we're going to discuss uh, our ongoing discussion of the holidays at Walt Disney World and we're going to talk about uh, the resorts. One of my absolute favorite things about Christmas time at Walt Disney World are the displays that are done at the various various resorts i haven't gotten around to see any but kathy you have
4: mm-hmm.
0: and uh anything stand out to you this year
1: yeah it's getting leaner every year is it really
4: we had mm-hmm. dinner with friends last night who said the same we haven't been either who said the same thing you very, have friends I, well <laughs> i call them friends of course <laughs> we pay <hate> them well <laughs> <laughs> we do and they were very very harsh in really the of it like disney really chintzed out this year mm-hmm. at the resorts they did
1: I mean, again, it's one of those things that if you've never seen them, you would go, oh, it's decorated nicely. But if you've been there in years okay, past... Give me
4: an
0: example. Give me an example. Grand of-
1: Floridian. Is, is there still gingerbread? Gingerbread house is still there. Okay. The big Christmas tree is still there. Uh, the one for me that stuck out was the Polynesia because it used to be when you came in off the monorail, right in front of you, they had something made out of chocolate or yeah. something that represented the resort. No, there's a, a chair and a Christmas tree and you can have like a visit with Santa or whoever the person is in the evening. And that was it. Santa
0: or the front desk clerk?
4: Yeah, whoever it is. Sorry.
1: It didn't say, Lila. it just said holiday something. I forget what it it's says. Like on, on the Lilo or remember, or It's like the
4: Hawaiian Santa, so it's like Santa Cousin, some big Samoan in a chair. Uh,
1: probably, but I said, you know, they had, they, they had... <laughs> what?
4: Cousin Santa. <laughs> Cousin
1: Santa, it probably is. You've
3: been is. watching Hawaii, I been
4: Watching Hawaii,
1: <laughs> but you know it's it's like disappointing because it's like there's decorations up, but it's like they didn't go the extra mile or half really? mile that they used to go.
2: How about Fort w- our Wilderness Lodge? You been over there?
1: No, I didn't get there, and I didn't get to was the boardwalk. Spectacular the few times that around. I want to go see. I'll be really sad if that one. I did go to the beach club. That was really nice. They had the the chocolate carousel. Mm -hmm. And I happened to get there at a time that the carousel wasn't working. I didn't realize. They said they run it for like an hour, and then they turn it off for an hour so that it doesn't, like, overheat or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But to see the detail on those horses, you just stand there and go, wow. I have an embarrassing story.
3: I think I've already told it before. We happened to be there late one night. And they were putting it together. And I had no idea that those horses were made out of chocolate. And there was no one around.
2: Oh, no. When and did I them? was
3: petting the horses oh. and touching them. Oh. And then I, I was like, and all of a sudden I realized my fingers were making marks in the horses. I was like, John, oh, this is kind of cheap. Look, it's melting. And John says to me, you're an idiot. Those are made out of chocolate. Stop touching them. No clue. I
4: swear I had no idea what it was. Well, all fairness, it was on a trolley like a luggage cart okay. outside by the the uh, valet stand it wasn't it yeah oh. it wasn't like it was guarded or, or set up or anything it was I
2: thought you were going to say you licked one i'm like please don't
4: tell me you <laughs> licked it no i just but i was
2: touching it i was like
4: <laughs> so then
2: you know once it starts to feel like it's
3: yeah. liquid i had my fingernail in it now is it the same oh.
4: <laughs> the same sort of where everything is themed the same for the for the resort like is the rest of the resort decorated with that sort of nautical. Yes.
1: Flair. And then they have over at the beach club, the yacht club. Yacht club had a like a big display with, you know, those Disney buildings that represent different. You're all looking at me like.
4: No, I was saying they cheaped out and went and bought the little houses. Yeah, that's from,
1: what, in the yacht club, that's what their display uh, is. The monorail thing? It's, no, there's a whole bunch. Jeez, there probably was forty or fifty buildings on this big platform of oh, a the train. Old, the,
3: oh, the old, I can never pronounce his name. Olshevsky, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, those pieces. Okay. Yeah,
4: that's what Sorry. was at the yacht. That's club. better
3: than that plastic monorail set. Yeah, I
4: kind of thought that's what she was talking
3: about. No, too. but wait. No.
0: You telling me the the display at the yacht club is a bunch of Oshevsky pieces?
4: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So, for as much as I love that, I have that in my di- in my family room exactly. right now.
4: <laughs> okay,
0: I now. can go into my. Yeah, you can come to my house and see that.
3: Why People are going to take that as an invitation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Discounts aside, whatever. A night at the Yacht Club, a night especially at the Poly, is $400. Mm -hmm. Okay? Put a damn display up and knock it off. Right. This is what I can't stand. This is what I can't stand. And this is where the cleaning woman is you, you're seeing the fact that they've got somebody in charge of Disney World right now who really doesn't know what she's doing. She's taking her marching orders from Jay Rasulo, or from whoever's in charge now, whatever his name is. Uh, uh, not Rasulo, because he switched uh, roles with... Uh, I
4: can't, think of, I can't think of his name. The guy who used to be in charge of travel company yeah. is now in charge.
0: It's, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. It, it's just you, you're, you're seeing them. you're seeing them cheap out. Rather than having a long-term vision about... Uh, you know, maintaining the brand and maintaining the quality of the brand through the recession, uh, they're 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 doing this stuff. Now, granted, this stuff started this scaling back on the size of the Christmas displays we noticed before the recession hit. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, you know, you have got that. You've got the 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 doing away with the resort logo merchandise. Um, the resort specific merchandise, all these little things, all these little things that are just adding up to say we're not as special as we used to be. Um, and, and, and it it bothers me and it bothers me that there are so many people out there that are willing to make excuses for this and say, it's okay that it doesn't really matter. That's not what I go to Disney for. You may not realize it, but yeah, it is. You go to Disney for the details. You go to Di- that's what always made Disney special. Mm-hmm. Okay? It wasn't just that they had great rides. There are a lot of places that have great rides. There's a lot of theme parks out there that have great attractions. Disney certainly has, has, there, has, has some as well. But it was the details that made it different, that made it special, especially at the holidays. It's really disappointing to me to hear that the Yacht Club would put up a display of Oshevsky pieces, which I love. Don't get me wrong. I love Oshewski's, uh artwork. I, I love what he does. I've spent a couple thousand dollars in this stuff already. And I'll probably spend several thousand more before I'm done. But it's not what I want to see for a Christmas display.
1: No. At I mean, the Yacht Club. It's, there are a lot of them. But again, it just sort of looks like you took your dining room table and you mound it up, there.
4: right? It looks what a like shame! You, what you a went shame! Out and bought the pieces and assembled it, as opposed to having someone create. Like in the past, they used to create the chocolate scene, right, With the chocolate village. And you think, well, that's the special touch, as opposed to just going out and to jump it. on what Pete said.
3: I've been. We've been talking about this for a while, this homogenization, that you no longer have to have things that say Walt Disney World on them. It's okay now for them to say Disney World, Disneyland, because it's cheaper and easier to make Disney parks. That's the one that really kills me.
1: What What other places did you go? Um, The Contemporary. There used to be a big display up by um, the hospital Gift shop, you know, the, the oh, restaurant place. The, the uh, Contempo Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's now a stand where you can buy gingerbread, and they'll personalize your gingerbread. I've always
3: felt the contemporary was a little under-decorated. Yeah. Yeah. They
4: had that great Pinocchio yes, chocolate right. display. Yes. They did. Incredible. And, you, and there, again, workshop.
1: at this place, there was another chair. They're really big into, I guess, picture-taking this year. Another chair and what time? the holiday fun was at the Contemporary.
3: Because <laughs> you can only have it in small doses.
1: <laughs> and I was like, you know, that, that whole big area, and I started to go over like towards Bay Lake Towers, and I'm like, come on, they've got to have more stuff here. I'm, I must be missing it. And again, over by the big windows facing like Magic Kingdom, there was a tree and a chair and a sign. Okay, so every resort sounds like they're going to have their own
2: maybe distinctive little the deluxes. Right.
0: The Delo- I mean, the moderates and, and the values, they put up some decorations, but they don't put out special displays. Well, it's- they're going to
2: have – it sounds like they're going to have their own little Santa-type sounds, encounter sounds like of it. some kind.
1: But I was so intent on walking around that area at the Contemporary. You know the, the low, like, benches, like, seats that they have? Uh-huh. It's like a round circular thing. I was, like, Oh, did you run up- into one? Yep. I ran right into it. Of course, there was a crowd of people there did were you like – oh, over it or what? And they are like – Oh, are you okay? You know, because I ran right into it and didn't see it at all. And they're like, are, were you looking for something? I said, yeah. And I just kept walking because it was <laughs> I've like. I've never been here before. Yeah. I mean, I've only been there how many times. <laughs> but, you know, it just, it, it was sad, really. When I, you know, I, I think was what they've to
3: done to the concourse is pretty sad. They've got that hospital cafeteria, and they put that god-awful store right in the middle of the uh, Mhm. Right in the middle of the Grand Canyon concourse, I just think it's a cheesy thing they've. Oh
2: no, wait a with minute, it. that's been there for a couple of years, right?
4: Yeah. yeah, I've hated it ever since. Okay, they put what it was up.
2: there before? That's the only thing I've ever open known. Open space, open
4: space, but it was very themed to the contemporary. Right. There were little round benches and mm-hmm. uh, futuristic lights and things. It was well, the whole thing has always been the Grand
3: Canyon concourse, and it has that Mary Blair southwestern mural right. that's up there, and they used to have trees that. They they called them cactus trees. At least that's what we called them. Right. With the, the the round balls and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then they had trees that had instead of leaves, they had plexiglass. They were very 1970s modern, but it was all themed yeah. to that contemporary southwestern feel. And what they've done is they put a gift shop in the middle of it.
2: So that's something I've ever known. I've never so. Okay. It
3: just it bothers me. I think they've they've made it cheap, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They've cheapened
1: it. Yeah, they have. I mean, you still feel festive, but it's nothing like I I can see how it's changed over like the seven Christmases that I've been here that where it was like over the top. And even like my favorite Caribbean beach, um, I understand this year that they used to, again, make like a model of the resort and do things. They're not doing that. This year, so I said it, it's sort of sad, you know. Anybody can hang lights and it put seems up a like tree. the artisans are gone, and the
3: and the employees have taken over. Mm-hmm. It's no longer a craftsman kind of thing. It's now like
1: pull out the they, box from the attic right. and let's like put I can it do, it it. do it. But it's sad because you read on the Diz how many people, you know, that's one of their days when they come down here is they do the resort tours, right, and right. you know. You go and you look, and I'm sure even people who don't come here that often are looking and going, well, what's everybody raving about? It's, it's not that great.
3: I mean, just yeah. the things we talk about that have been taken away, the things we've seen disappear. And I don't mean to start another rant, so Kathy, put your fingers in yours. But the taking away of the lights of winter, the things that just keep sort of slipping away and you think to yourself, it's sad to watch it become
1: dull. All well, right, so- speaking of that, um, because I was over at Epcot the other night, they've taken the music from the, since I'm the lights of winter, bitter queen, um, <laughs> <laughs> they've taken the music. Okay, I the tag for to
4: the right, I just want to make
0: sure people understand what we're talking about, the lights of winter for those who had, had have not experienced them. There was a series of arches that extended uh, down the walkway between Future World and World Showcase that were lighted during the holidays and would dance to music. It was it, it, fairly simple but very popular.
3: And they had two set there were two sets of lights on it. There was a white light set mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then there was a colored light set. Right. It was cool.
0: And it was really cool to watch and a lot of people loved it and then a couple of years ago they took them down. And what was their excuse was the, the
1: technology was obsolete.
0: The technology, the the dancing light technology was obsolete. Apparently, the memo, that memo didn't make it over to uh, Hollywood Studios for the Osborne Lights, but okay.
1: Or even you know, some of the people that you see that do this in their own yards. If you can do this at home. Did you see the YouTube video of the guy who did the Halloween decoration mm-hmm. set to Thriller? I yeah. If he could do that, could you let him fix the lights of winter?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But anyway, so- they took the music from the lights of winter, and now the fountain dances oh. to that music.
0: Okay. And that's supposed to make up and for that's
1: it? yeah, and I you know I still came away going
4: even more bitter or what
1: <laughs> yeah Congratulations, really you know, moved
4: the CD from one place to another because <laughs> I geniuses. walked through
1: there and of course I took pictures from both ends and went notice anything not here and Katie goes get over it you <laughs> know but What's it's a like Winter Queen because Come nobody on. nobody lingers in that area anymore. And you know the Christmas tree they used to have like presents underneath yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, now they just have some uh, potocarpus bushes around the bottom of it that like just sort say, of cover it up. What that is. Really? Well, it's just I'm another bush. You. But you look and you go, okay, the first eight feet or whatever, or like a live bush, and then it goes up to the fake tree. So like they didn't even do a good job of like trying to cover up the base of the tree. It's I it
0: really is. It, it's sad to hear this. It really is sad to hear this.
4: All right. So let me present a question to you. They're doing a new land in Animal Kingdom. They're redoing Pleasure Island. They're expanding Fantasy Land. There's other changes to the park. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Are we seeing the details disappear for the bigger picture? Is the money no, relocated, relocated? I don't think so.
0: I don't think so. I think the, um, the big ticket items are things they have to do in order to grow the business. They can't get people to come back if they don't put new things in. So they have to do that stuff. They have to. Uh, they're fi- they're figuring that they can get away with paring back the other stuff to save money, and that's all it is. And that you know people will whine and complain, but you know they'll still come. Now, and I'm I'm not saying that I even have anecdotal evidence of this, but I'll I'll posit the question. Uh, Disney, for the first time in over a decade, posted a loss this year. Posted a loss of, of revenue and attendance. Is it possible? Is it possible that these are the things that are having... I'm not saying it's causing it. Obviously, the recession had, has had the biggest impact. But I have to wonder... If some of these details had been paid attention to, that some, there are people out there, I think, that have noticed this stuff and maybe aren't going back as often because they know they're going to come back and, and some of those details that appeal to them so much in years past are being slowly whittled away. I and know, it's creating a narrative.
1: Well, I know last year, it, as far as the lights of winter go, when Disney posted something about it, there was like pages of replies of people who said that they used to go to epcot quite often but wouldn't be coming back because i don't think of the it's lights. that
3: i don't think people are making that conscious decision i think the I the, think it, the far worse thing is the fact that it's a subconscious decision that it's just not as important
0: well this is my this is my point is that you know are these things Bringing about a narrative, individually losing the lights of winter, individually the scaling back on the, uh, uh, on the displays in the resorts, uh, individually some of these other things by themselves can be marginalized and can be compartmentalized, I guess, by, by Disney and say, you know, it's not a big deal. But to those of us who go back all the time, And we see all these things, and we see them getting worse and worse every year. It's creating, I think, at least in my mind, is creating a narrative that they're going downhill.
1: I think a lot of people who do go to the parks quite often are now becoming more vocal.
0: And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this in all seriousness, and I'll leave hyperbole out of it. I lay the blame for this squarely at the feet of Meg Crofton. She is unqualified to have the job that she has. She was a human resources director. Now, while human resources is incredibly important to an organization, it does not qualify someone to run the largest tourism operation in the United States, one of the largest in the world. Not when they had Matt, we met who had done Disney Vacation Club, Disney Cruise Line, president of Disneyland. He's the one that should have been there, and I'm telling you, a lot of this stuff would not have been going on had he been given the job he was supposed to have, and it wasn't handed to a woman who was going to be a hand puppet, a mouthpiece for the guys in Burbank. That's the reason Matt we met doesn't have the job, is because he wasn't going to be a hand puppet. And this woman is, and I I lay the blame squarely at her. It's her responsibility. It's her responsibility to control the quality and the tone of that product. And she's not doing her job. If we can sit here right now and say that the, the Yacht Club has an Oshevsky display as their Christmas decoration, I'm sorry. It goes back to her because that means they're being, these resorts are being told, pair back, pair back your budgets. Pair back your budgets. And and then, you know, are the discounts worth it? If are the discounts worth it if this is what if this is what we're going to start seeing? Because I'm telling you, these discounts aren't going to go away. I don't care what they say. The economy has changed everything. This wasn't a bump in the road. This is something we are going to talk about. This is a period in, in, in American history we're going to talk about for years the way we've talked about the Great Depression for years. And it will, you, you know, we, we all talk about, you know, I talk about my mom and some of the things she does. She grew up in the Depression. So she learned certain things. And there was a certain way of doing things that was learned during that period that has carried on now for 80 years in her case. This is going to have a huge impact on how people live their lives moving forward and, and how they spend their money. Disney's not going to be able to go back. To where they were in 2004 and 2005 and 2006, where the prices could be exorbitant, the discounts could be non-existent, and people still came. So I think we are probably looking at the slow but steady destruction of the quality levels and of uh, of the details, of those special details that attracted so many of us to Disney in the first place. It could end up being, and this is uh, obviously, I hope not, but we, what we could end up seeing is, is, is a, a version of Six Flags over Orlando.
1: Wouldn't that be a shame?
0: Yeah, it's where they're headed. It's where they're headed, especially if they're going to keep this moron as president.
4: I think. she is.
0: A, I'm sorry, she's a moron. She doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't deserve the job. She should be shown the door. And somebody that knows what they're doing, Somebody, look, it's a tough job. It's a tough job in this economy, but it needs someone brilliant, and she's not it, in my opinion.
4: I think it goes back to my original question. My original point was I think someone has made or people have made a decision at some level that said we're going to look at the big things. We think the big things are going to bring people in and not the small things. And I think that's where they're making mistake. The big their people are,
3: the big thing are gonna bring people in. It's the small things that bring people, people back. back. Mm-hmm.
4: But I'm saying I think that this is what's been decided
0: on. And shame on Disney for not remembering that because they were the ones who discovered it.
3: Right. right. I think shame that's on the part them for that, that hurts me the most. The fact that people develop an emotional attachment and not because they build Australia. No one's developed an emotional attachment because of um, Mount Everest or
0: Expedition Expedition Everest. Everest.
3: Expedition Everest. That's not the emotional attachment. That's a cute roller coaster that you can kind of find anywhere. And people enjoy
0: to come back and ride it again. Absolutely. But
3: it's not the emotional attachment. The emotional attachment is what people, you know, we all talk about it all the time. You think back. I used to sit and do this. I used to, my family used to do that. It amazes me, and I don't mean to keep driving this point home, but there's a bunch of us here with various backgrounds and differences But I think back to Bob. Bob loved those lights of winter.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. We made a point every year at Candlelight Processional that we would come out through the front of the park. You had to park out in the front of the park as opposed to parking someplace else and getting into the back, the International Gateway or something. Because the lights of winter were on and that symbolized Christmas. I would never have assumed that anyone else felt that way. But if that many of us feel that way in this little room and and
4: in the community in general, because they talk about it right. all the time,
3: this is a bigger thing. And I think to myself, okay, now that's gone. And I don't have to Disney, do that anymore.
4: And if
0: a Disney executive were sitting here, I can guarantee you, I know what they would say in response to that. We're not doing it for you. We're doing it for the massive people who aren't hardcore Disney fans who are actually the bread and butter. Um, I'm not saying that's right. Know, I'm but, saying that's their attitude. But that- I was
3: the bread and butter at one time.
0: Right. Well, you know you know what? I, I, I think we're a lot of bread and butter, uh, those of us who go back two and three times a year um, and have for 20 years. Uh, and and I, I've, I've talked often about my dismay about how Disney ignores that that segment of the population
3: advertising campaign around that that remember that generational campaign that you were the first generation that experienced disney and you brought your kids and now your grandparents and they've got kids and they know we're out there it's not we're
4: not news to them oh it's convenient for them to have a campaign that year so now you this year it's something different and another year it's something different it's
3: i just think to myself you can only be the bread and butter one year at a time but then all of a sudden you really need to capture my attention and get
4: some emotional attachment to your product. I think we have a reactionary situation. I think we have uh, we have to have something new and bigger and better every year so that people will keep coming to our parks and they've ignored or consciously made a decision to Take these details and push them aside.
3: The grand gesture instead
4: of the details. Well, they
1: they did add. uh, They added the you know they had the gospel group again up on the stage by the fountain, and there was a big crowd while it was going on. And then it looked like the desert wasteland when they were done. Mm. And do you remember with the lights of winter all day long,
4: all night long, and
1: and people would stand there and they they'd have their little get-togethers. It was like a happening place. We've
3: gone on certain nights. And waited for them to come on
4: and then, you mm-hmm. do it, and then you would do it from all aspects Underneath it right? At one end, at the other end It was something that was And maybe that's part of the point too I mean, I know, you know let's not beat a dead horse But maybe it's, okay, now people are lingering here They're not spending money Let's create something that gets them to the next place But so I think a lot money.
1: of people I mean, I know, at least for me We went over quite often Just to see the lights And I can guarantee you every time we go in the park We buy something and
3: yeah no one goes to. into the park without buying a soda or a pretzel or a, a hot dog or right. yeah, so they need
1: to get back to that.
0: Well, Merry Christmas, everybody <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah it's down. it's disappointing to hear it's disappointing to hear that the resorts have uh, continued the slide into uh into oblivion as far as Christmas decorations are concerned.
3: Now I'm going to give you some a positive viewpoint. Again, we had dinner with friends last night who told us that they felt the Osborne lights were much better this year than last year. Yes, yes, they
4: are. So, so again, in my opinion, big picture as opposed to the details. Yep. that's just what I'm saying.
0: So, well, we'll see. Wow. I have to get over there. I really do have to get over there and, and check it out. Just
2: Job brought me down a little notch there. <laughs> <laughs> you needed it. Did I? <laughs> yeah, you don't I'm sorry. Happy going into this. Show. Yeah,
0: really, really. Because there's, it a, ha- therapy, there's okay? a happy emotion loose in the room. Someone kill it. <laughs> sorry. So, all right. Well, that is going to do it for our show for this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next week with another episode of the Dismantled Roundtable. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes.